Welcome back, everyone. This is your host of the Patchwork Network, Ben McKinney, and today I'm super excited because we get to finish, finish this awesome paper that I wrote that I really spent so much time on because it was very difficult to put this thing together. And I mean, I had time constraints. I was working over spring break right up to the line, and I got it in just with an hour to spare. I had 20% similarity, but everything was cited properly, so I was okay, you know, wipe my brow, give the sigh of relief, and now I get to share it with you guys. So I really appreciate you guys listening, as always. I mean, just me going on and rambling is not always something everybody wants to listen to. But this this whole podcast is just something for me to, I don't know, get off my chest what I'm thinking, share everything with you guys. So I really appreciate y'all tuning in. And without further ado... We will jump back in to part three, the conclusion of animated reality. Then, in the 1970s, TV began to diversify. Shows began to reflect the change in social attitudes like divorced and single parents. There was also a rise in sketch comedy and politics. Shows like Saturday Night Live began to have celebrity guests that performed in random, almost seemingly unscripted short skits. The shows also used their freedom of speech to make jokes about politics and current world events. With the introduction of cable in the 80s, the television world changed again. Many new channels arose, like CNN, ESPN, and MTV. This was the start of specialization that came about in the 1990s and early 2000s. As the number of channels expanded, audiences were spread thin. This resulted in channels devoted to one genre, like cooking, music, and news. This allowed for many new shows to rise and fall as audiences were either captivated or drawn to something else. It also created a unifying culture. Long-running network blockbusters grew fan bases that spawned discussions and anticipations over what would happen to shows' characters. Shows also began to portray controversial topics, things like single parenthood, the LGBT community, and even political opinions started to appear on primetime TV. This caused disputes and heated discussions all over the world, but the television world pushed on and helped expand and shape social culture. Along with news and sports, reality television became a big thing. Shows like Survivor and The Real World were often marketed as unscripted. They would place hidden cameras that followed the show's subjects and captured every action. The shows were controversial and often received bad criticism for bad behavior, use of alcohol, and casual sex. But it was meant to portray the reality of life. This phenomenon created instant celebrities. Those who chose to participate in reality television were often glorified in social and pop culture. Shows like American Idol and Dancing with the Stars gave people 15 minutes of fame, and those that had talent often went on to gain more. This was criticized for creating a genre that wanted instant wealth with little effort, but very few were able to achieve this dream. Animated television has never been the only option, but it plays to the imagination, making it a popular genre among many viewers. The earliest shows were the Flintstones and the Jetsons. Despite being in space or the Jurassic period, these shows portrayed ordinary families. The family still experienced the same problems, fun times, and family issues as any real-life family at the time. There have been many shows like this throughout the years. Even though the shows have become more and more imaginative, portraying reality has proved to be a crucial aspect of a show's success. Some shows chose to become weird and almost cryptic and still have success, but only in limited situations. Creators, writers, and directors know that people will become attached to something they can relate to, and thus the shows never strayed too far from reality. These creators have various motives for bringing their shows to life. Some want money, others fame, but a handful genuinely want to create something that people enjoy. More often than not, these are the shows that do the best and draw in the biggest audiences. 
Once a show becomes popular, the creators often get interviewed and are asked about the reasonings. These interviews provide fans with behind-the-scenes facts and motivations that only make the shows more special. In an interview with Darren Nessie, the creator of Star vs. Forces of Evil, viewers got to learn about her motivations. When asked about the show's base in a high school setting, Nessie responded by saying, What I think the show does well is that it doesn't make high school the most important thing. Star has a lot going on. School is not her whole focus, and as much as she's experiencing this new thing, and it is important in that fact, it is almost not super important. She wants a character that's not concerned about school, more so she wants one that's trying to figure herself out. She also shares a little bit about her own high school experience that shaped Star. I never felt like I was trying to fit in, and I feel that that is Star's angle also. She's really confident in doing her own thing. I mean, I used to go to high school in a 1930s top hat that my mom got at a garage sale, and I had a skirt that I sewed a bunch of stuffed animals on, I just didn't care. Nafsi created a character that embodied her favorite things, her own fantasy high school, her own experiences, and Sailor Moon, an anime about a girl who's similar to Star that Nefsi adored. Through all this, a show was created that captured viewers' hearts and resonated with their own life experiences. A different interview with Adam MacArthur, the voice of Marco Diaz, reveals why he was drawn to the role. He says, Honestly, from day one, with Marco Diaz, I felt like it was the preteen version of myself. We have a lot in common. He really wants to be this bad boy, but he kind of is, the safe kid who likes to play by the rules. Really resonated with me. The role was something that MacArthur enjoyed, and he was able to get, really get into the role because of his own life experiences. He gave Marco a personality that was based in reality. MacArthur also said, I think we all have it in us to want to be the really cool guy, but when it comes down to it, a lot of us just like to play by the rules, and that's definitely me. In an interview with Alec Hirsch, the creator of Gravity Falls, he reveals that what he wants kids to take away from the show. He told a story about building a leprechaun trap when he was seven. He then said, The next morning, a hole had been busted through the tin. The whiskey was gone, and there was glitter everywhere. The day my awesome mom gave me something invaluable. A tenth of a second of believing. I'm giving other kids perhaps something like that moment. Hirsch has created a universe that dwells in the unknown and unexplained. He took a huge risk in showing such mystic things, but it paid off. He also talks about his relationship with his twin sister being the main influence for Dipper and Mabel. The shows give viewers a taste of classic original animated television, a seemingly ordinary family dealing with highly unusual situations, all while facing problems that many real-life families deal with. It created a unique situation that drew in people of all ages. Yet another interview with Infinity's Trains creator Owen Dennis provides insight into that show's motive. It's a kid's Mr. Horror comedy science fiction show. It deals a lot more with issues that a lot of shows, especially for kids, might not lean towards dealing with. He used his platform to create a show that tackles the hard topics so its viewers would know it was okay to deal with these things. He used a train to portray the idea of a mind loop, one that can trap someone's dealings with several problems and cause depression. Through this, his show paints a realistic picture of life and how to face it head on. All in all, animated television will always be a little odd. It gets its own reality. The creators use their imagination to make something amazing, but through it all, the shows still hold key aspects of the real world. Love, family, forgiveness, acceptance, and so many more. Shows have imperfect characters that face real difficult situations. This gives high schoolers and other viewers cathartic experiences similar to those experienced by the ancient Greeks during plays. It is something that proves crucial for many students to survive. They need something to give them a break and an escape. Despite its fictional and mystical touches, animated television draws in audiences that become engrossed by the reality of each episode. This reality makes each show special and connected. Everyone feels like they could be a part of any show's respective universe while still being unique and original. It is true the shows might get a little weird 
and some might get a little wild, but just because the main character's from another dimension does not make it any less real. And that concludes my 13-page English paper all about animated television. Now, I'm not trying to brag there, but I just sat down, and it took me forever to sit down and be able to work on that because I just felt like I could not work. But I got it done, and I'm glad I got it done. And uh, I'm going to read you guys from my sources just to avoid plagiarism and whatnot. Uh, there's three pages of sources on this one. Sorry, four. But the fourth one only has two on it. So I'm just going to run through this real quickly. Um, Brooks, Barnes, An Undercurrent of Darkness, even at Disney, The New York Times, August 17, 2012. Here to Help, Storm the Castle, both by Dominic Bizzugnano, Star Wars Forces of Evil, different seasons respectively, different airtimes respectively. Uh, Infinity Train tackles issues many kids chose to avoid. The creators proud of that. Los Tracy Brown, Los Angeles Times, August 8, 2019. Uh, the Perennial Child, Dennis Owens, Infinity Train, Season 1. Uh, Star vs. Forces of Evil, Disney Wiki. Uh, Scent of a Hoodie by Madeline Floors, Star vs. Forces of Evil, Season 3, 40A. Uh, Star vs. Forces of Evil wraps its series run as an Epically Nuanced Girl vs. Power Allegory You've Been Looking For, Pastel Magazine by Alexis Gunderson, May 17, 2019. Um, sock Opera, Not What He Seems, both by Alex Hirsch and Team. Uh, Gravity Falls, Seasons 2, both. Uh, Star vs. Forces of Evil, TV Review by NN Jand. Uh, Common Sense Media, that's the username, NN Jand. Uh, October 14, 2019. Star vs. Force of Evil's Adam MacArthur on Star in the S Starco and the series Future. TV Insider, Meredith Jacobs, May 29, 2019. Another review by Legit User Legit Review on Common Sense Media. Star Comes to Earth, written by Mike Mullen. Star vs. Force of Evil Season 1, Episode 1A. Uh, another Common Sense Media review by user Robin L. April 2nd, 2018. Uh, interview Darren Nefsi of Disney Star vs. Forces of Evil, Rutherford Kristen, or Kristen Rutherford, The Nerdist, March 26, 2015. Andy Schmitz's 9.2, The Relationship Between Television and the Culture, December 29, 2012. Common Sense Media, thank you for all your help there. Two more users' reviews from Common Sense Media, Silly Sasha 123 and Super Ghost. Um, thank you. To Royal 91490 for your list of all cartoon shows on IMBD, that f IMDB. That fact really helped me. That was from December 29, 2018. And then Sleep Spells, Star vs. Forces of Evil, Season 1, Episode 7B, uh, written by Mullen and Wasaluk. And uh, citation might be wrong, but. Ian Waslick and uh, I believe it's Mike Mullen, June 22, 2015. Thank you for that awesome quote at the beginning. So thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, I really enjoyed writing that paper just because it was something that I enjoy. Star vs. Forces of Evil is my favorite television show of all time, followed by Gravity Falls and Phineas and Ferb. And so all those shows encourage you know creativity and thinking outside the box while also sticking within a reality mindset you know and so it's just it's been a fun journey and you know i 
did this, I was actually binge watching Starburst Forces of Evil. I finished it for the third time through, and uh, it will probably be one of the last times I sit through it all the way like I did. I won't, you know, stop watching it, but it's about time to put it to rest. And with this, I satisfied. I feel like I've made my point, and it'll it'll always be there. Always be there. So thank you to Darren Nefsey for creating a beautiful show. And this isn't the first time I've talked about it. And thank you to all of you for listening. And with that, this is your host of the Patchwork Network, Bennett McKinney, signing off. <laughs>